Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Marcel from Tom Fitness Strength and Conditioning, LLC in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show, Marcel. How are you doing today? Hey, Joseph, appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm very excited to you know, talk to you about what you have going on with your fitness business. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first you know, founded your fitness business, what was the vision you had in mind for it? That's a great question, Joseph. Uh, my main vision and aspiration as far as getting into this whole industry is to, to make a difference, to it wasn't just about fitness, even though that's my passion, but it was to make a difference and inspire people. Um, and along the way, we'll incorporate fitness into that routine since that's my craft. So pretty much it's changing lives and letting people know that, you know, without your health, you know, nothing else really matters. So, okay. Yep. Okay. So mainly just, you know, leaving a strong impact on people through fit, not like through fitness and not just doing it from business side. That's good. Absolutely. So, like with that being said, why don't you give the listeners like your elevator pitch of what you have going on with your fitness business? Yeah, so Tom Fitness LLC is my elevator pitch. Joseph, to answer your question, would be, it's you know we can we can actually get the body in shape. We can transform the body. We can do everything it takes to form your body to get that 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 look that you want. But it's more than just the look. You know, um, it's more of a mind and body approach to where you know, the mind and the body are both inseparable. So mm-hmm. my elevator pitch would be, let's go ahead and work on your physical fitness. But along the way, as a certified mindfulness coach also too, let's work on your mind also and incorporate both of those together so we can have a better result. Yeah, I really like that. You know, not many trainers nowadays really focus on the mindset part of it. You know, they only say, hey, let's just focus on the nutrition and training, but I like how you have like a good mixture of nutrition training and, you know, mindset coaching. That's really good. I appreciate, it. I appreciate So it. with that being said, how many clients or team members do you currently have? Yeah. So um, I have two platforms. I have a one-on-one platform mm-hmm. in sessions, um, one-on-one where I train my team members and I also have a platform where I do online virtual training also. So total right now to date would be about 55, 60 total. Okay. So 55, 60 total, uh, well, like members, clients, and for the listeners listening in, Marcel likes to call them team members, which is perfectly fine. Just so you guys know. Um, uh, okay. So with 55 to 60, you know, team members, how do you normally like get more team members, you know, as clients? Yeah, that's a great question. Once again. So a lot of what I do is I trust what I do. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I have the experience and I feel like a lot of it is referrals too. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, a wildfire, a fire in a forest, you know, that little small fire, if, you know, it'll turn to a big fire. The more, the more leaves, the more, the more, um, more gasoline, the higher it'll get. It'll get, it gets exactly. So um, that's why I feel like, no, no matter what I do, I have to give it 110% because I know that, not only am I a fitness professional, but it's also a customer service um, situation also. So yeah. once I provide those um, great results, then I know people will start talking. 
and hopefully they'll talk for the good, which they usually do 99.9% of the times. So most of it is probably referrals pretty much, I say from what I've noticed. Um, also too, on the internet, I try to uh, make sure that I have certain things aligned to where I'm looking at Google, you know, looking at the algorithms, mm -hmm. doing what I need to do to update my business profile, you know, just to make sure I'm up there still in the running. And I'm, so it's a balance in that, you know, with the, with the great work as far as trying to get the bodies transformed, the minds transformed. I also mm -hmm. have to make sure I'm also looking at that Google algorithm, looking at the Yelps and updating, doing what I can. So it's a full spectrum cycle. It really is. Okay. So, you know, you really focus on providing your clients with the best service possible. In turn, you get referrals, so word of mouth, and you also make sure to stay on top of the Google ad like algorithms to have the good reviews and bring more people in. Okay. So with those two sources, do you also do anything with Facebook or Instagram in terms of social media? I have actually used um, the, uh, the Facebook. I've done the, they promote different services for what I do also. With Instagram, they have the, um, it's like a, a paid advertising. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. Um, so pretty much the marketing, I feel like Facebook really is a good, it actually worked out for me a lot, the Facebook more than the Instagram, not really biased. I like both platforms, mm -hmm. but the, uh, Facebook actually helped me, um, gain some more team members also too, just because, um, of the, the different filters that I, the exposure, you know, the broader audience that yeah. I calculated. So Instagram was good also too, but, um, Facebook had more success on the Facebook platform. Okay, so more success with the Facebook, yeah, not as much organic. with the, oh, okay, so more yeah. organic success with the Facebook. With the Facebook, exactly, because I noticed on Instagram, it wasn't, I had some inquiries, but I noticed that the Facebook was more organic. Um, there were people just, you know, reaching out to me via my messenger, and it was just more real, you know, okay. happened came to attrition. Okay, so in terms of your member base or client base or team member base, what are you trying to like work towards? Like what's the cap that you'd say you can handle? Right now. So I feel like I'm looking more at quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. um, even though I would like to eventually have that Tom fitness quote unquote enterprise um, at some point in time, I really feel like even with the COVID and, you know, just people not really wanting to have a, be around a big crowd, not just mm -hmm. that, but I feel like I will give me being a solo coach right now at the moment i feel like um i i don't want to over exhaust or over exert myself you know and more of too much getting too much to where i can't really handle the quality of the service i'm providing so at the moment it's i'm not really honestly doing too much advertising it's word of mouth and if i feel like i can't handle it that's when i'm working on getting an indeed right now and hiring let's say an additional trainer that's something else, another topic. But um, I feel like at some point I will need someone else to to um, help augment this um, this business that I have because you can't do it all by yourself. But for right now, to answer your question, um, to summarize, yeah, I'm more on the quality aspect right now um, as opposed to the uh, you know just the quantity. Okay, so right now just focusing on you know again providing the best possible service to the quality team members that you have. Absolutely. So. Let's just say, you know, someone new finds you on the socials and is like, hey, I want to work with them or a referral comes in. What does the process look like to, you know, have them as a prospect and now a team member? Absolutely. So that's the onboarding process. So, um, of course, you know, lead generation, that's important. Uh, the client acquisition, you know, 
sales, but that part is the the lead generation because I, I've did, I've done something to where to why they're calling me. That's why they're calling me. I've done something right. Yeah, um, I would imagine. So I do like a, a onboarding, a mini onboarding. Okay. What I do, I have a conversation with them, um, like a consultation, if you want to mm -hmm. call it, all free, free by the way, um, just to see where where they're at, to see what their goals are, to see uh, will they be wasting their time. Um, because, you know, time is very valuable for everyone. Yeah. And I, you know, kind of get a feel, the onboarding feel for how I can help them. And there's times I get calls and I'm like, you know, honestly, you're looking to get a beach body in about four weeks. That's not going to happen. You know, I can't help you. And I'm yeah. just being honest because it's reality there. It's reality. You know, we have to be honest. And, you know, um, I don't want to want to promise something that I cannot deliver. That's a scar in my business. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a conversation. If everything sounds good and they're serious, uh, what they're trying to achieve seems realistic and attainable. Then I say, okay, let's um, let's look at your schedule and let's see, um, let's get your your body type because it's kind of like building a house, right? That's yeah. the next. Let's get your body type. Foundation first. Yeah, are you a mesomorph? Are you ectomorph? Are you endomorph? I need to know what the foundation is. I need the blueprint before I I, I can build a house, right? Mm -hmm. So once I get all that, you know, then of course we we you know I kind of do the part two thing where I ask them other questions, but yeah, I've got to get those certain analytics first. The lead generation they called, the body type and also see what the short and long-term goals are. Okay, so you start off with, of course, getting them you know, in the conversation first. You sit them down, have a free consultation, ask them questions about what their goals are, you know, short-term, long-term, and then you really just see if they'd be a good team member for you. That's awesome. Absolutely, because there's certain things we as trainers, we have to ask um, if we would like to be of service to these. Well, yeah, guys. because if you don't ask the correct questions, then you won't actually know what they want. And then they'll, you know, they'll turn and then they may leave a bad review on you. And that will just really, like you said, put a dent in your business. So it's, you know, it's very important to, to focus on um, understanding who they are, what they want to do. Absolutely. So in terms of, you know, let's just say you get a new team member. How do you keep them for the long term? Yeah. Great question. Retention. Um, so even though you have the different aspects of lead generation, you know, one, you have sales, acquisition, um, retention. So in my opinion, retention is the number three, but honestly, I don't really, I feel like the long term is not really what, that would that, be doing a, a disservice to them because mm -hmm. I feel like it's my job as a, as a coach to get them to a point, he or she, where they want to be. And then they can run with it. Now, if they say for some reason, hey, Marcel, I, I love your style. I love your training. I want to stay with you forever. I'm not going to argue with them, right? Mm -hmm. But my goal as a trainer is to give them the golden nuggets to where they can be successful in their training regime for a lifetime because this is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if I give them those golden nuggets, quote unquote, and they can run and, and, and do it on their own and show other people, hey, this is what I can do. This is what I've learned then that's the main goal. I want to retain, I want to, I want to retain, but at the same time, I want them to be able to fly also too. They can fly away and I can get more to come in because of word of mouth and referrals also at the same time. So if they fly away, that's good. If they stay, that's still good also too. Okay. So it's mainly just like you being a great trainer 
and just like being transparent with them and giving them the nuggets that that they that they need to move forward. And if they want to leave, then they can and they can do what they want. But Absolutely. you know, if they want to stay with you, then you're not opposed to that. You're oh, like, yes, me. stay with I, me. I have I have um, team members that's been with me for years, and you know, I know that you know they know what needs to be done, but it's all about the accountability aspect too. That's why they retain mm-hmm. me because yeah. they know, hey, I know what needs to get done, but that's where I come in also too to give that accountability, if you understand what I'm saying, Joseph. Yes, I do. Yes, the accountability is honestly probably one of the most important parts of any kind of you know personal training or training at all because if you don't hold your clients or your team members or yourself accountable, then you're not going to do it, and that will result in no progress and no improvement as a human being, which you know all of us, we want to improve, so accountability is very, very important. Right so on, second to last question here for you, Marcel. In the fitness and gym world or online fitness world, there are three pillars of business, which you have already mentioned. So the first one is lead generation and acquisition. So getting people to become your member and turning them into your member. Second being retention. So keeping them for the long term. Third being ascension. So basically having them spend more money with you. So upgrading them to a bigger program or selling supplements or, you know, adding on. Out of those three, where do you think you can prove the most on and why? Great, great, great question, Joseph. I would automatically have to say, um, that's, that's a great question. I would say number three. Number three, so ascension? Yes. Um, I feel like it's kind of like being a business banker. Um, you have to do cross sales in order mm-hmm. to get the most commission. All right? yeah. um, so I feel like if I offer you a product, number one, you train with me, that's one. Number two, we already established a relationship based on trust. And number three, if you trust me and value my business, if I try to sell you a product, I'm about 99.9% sure you'll purchase that product. Mm-hmm. So that's where other products come in, not just the fitness, but let's go ahead and learn about nutrition. Some nutrition. Mindset. Let's or... go ahead and learn about some mindfulness. Exactly. Yeah. And then the thing about it though, Joseph, these, you have to make sure that you offer a service of value mm-hmm. because I can't just offer my team members, let's say, okay, let's work on fitness, but you know what? Tomorrow we're going to work on, let's say, how to eat a bowl of cereal, you know? So it has to make sense, you know? Yeah. So it correlates the body, fitness, the mind, mindfulness, dietary habits, nutrition. Yes. If I try to sell those three products, to any one of my team members, they're going to purchase it. Yeah. I mean, because trust wins basic customers. And oh, absolutely. And, yeah. that, and the question you asked was so awesome because I feel like within the past two years that that's what really um, is helping my business to grow. Yeah. Um, and just the word of mouth because, hey, Marcel doesn't just do, he just doesn't work on the body. He talks about, hey, how... You know, maybe if my mind is relaxed, my body will be relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the full spectrum cycle. He talks about sleep, adequate sleep. He talks about proper nutrition. He talks about all these things. Yeah, so, I really like where we're going here because like, personally me, I love talking about mindset and, you know, just the mental mental mm-hmm. approach of life because, you know, if you're not mentally into it, then your body's just going to literally 
give up and say, no, you're not doing this. So it's really, really admirable that you're doing that in terms of, you know, mental coaching, nutrition, and physical, all three in one. That's really good, Marcel. Last question here for you. Paint me and the listeners a picture. What are your short-term and long-term goals for your fitness business? All right. Short-term will be uh, pretty much to get, like I mentioned uh, previously, to obtain that brick-and-mortar facility. That short term, just to expand, mm-hmm. to um, you know, with growth comes you know different different changes and different challenges, and I I, I know to myself that obtaining a brick and mortar is going to be you know with the with the way the rents are and and how you know interest rates is going to be a little tough, but you especially know, in uh, DC, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I, I trust myself. Um, I have people that believe in me, and um, that's my short term goals actually between I say two to five years. Long term is to have an enterprise pretty much to where it's Tom Fitness. But then when you hear about Tom Fitness, it's not just the fitness aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have, you know, different components, maybe a Tom Fitness. We have a CrossFit, you know, my son's a professional soccer athlete, you okay. know, so maybe we can incorporate some agility, Tom Fitness agility program, you know, so yeah. just an enterprise to where we have the education experience on my end to where we can build something that's going to help different um, different walks of life as far as what they're trying to achieve from a fitness standpoint. That is awesome, Marcel. Thank you for sharing that. Right. I think that's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on social medias? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram. You can just at Tom Fitness. So that's spelled T H. OM fitness all together. And um, you can also find me on Facebook under Marcel Tom, T H O M last name. So I have a website also, it's uh, virginiafitnessartist.com. So that's my information. Awesome. Well, Marcel, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Brett from Freedom Fitness HD out in Apple Valley, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. Doing well. Doing well. I'm excited to have you here to learn more about Freedom Fitness, who you are, what you do, all that fun stuff. But like before we get there, I want to know why. Like, what was it that led to you deciding to go and buy this gym, become a business owner? Yeah. So honestly, the story is kind of funny. I kind of just fell into it. Um, it. I know that sounds weird, but 
I knew I had always wanted to own a gym. Um, some of my family members are gym owners and I've seen them ran gyms in the past. And I knew that was a route that I wanted to go down. So last year I had just graduated college with my bachelor's in business and marketing. And I went up to the owner of the current gym that I own now. And I said, Hey, look, I will work for you in the mornings. I just want to learn as much as possible, but I don't expect to get paid. Like, I just want to do this almost like an internship. So I started working for her for about, I want to say six or seven months, learning as much as I could about the business, how everything's ran. And then I want to say June of this year, uh, me and my brother were actually planning on moving because we're from California. And I was like, I don't know if I want to run a business in California. I think I want to go to Arizona and then work for another gym out there get some more experience, save up some money, and then eventually open up my own gym. So in the month of June, I was literally going up to the owner to like thank her for the experience and let her know that I, I was going to be leaving. And right when I was about to have that conversation with her, um, she asked me, she was like, I have a lot of medical problems. I'm just done. I want out. Do you want to purchase the business from me? And then right then and there, I was like, okay, like this has to be like a sign of God or something, you know? So I just went for it. We negotiated a deal. And then from there, I just made it happen. And now I'm a gym owner. So that's crazy. Like it happened so soon in your career too. Like yeah. fresh out of college, um, uh -huh. you're, you're a business owner now, which is cool. I always tell people though, like I also have a degree in business um, and I always tell people like none of that stuff that I learned in college and spent $40,000 on prepared me <laughs> to be in a position where I'm going and running a gym. Like there are of course, like, li like little things that we can apply, but most of it is completely unrelevant. Yeah. Uh, still figuring it out every single day. So uh, funny that we kind of have both have that story. So tell me, you know, a little bit about um the gym itself kind of give us your elevator pitch tell us who you are what services that you provide kind of paint a picture for us here yeah so we are freedom fitness hd so um we are basically a family style gym our targeted audience is that we target um families you know we try to promote that good vibe that no drama culture um, while catering to a little bit of everyone. So the way that our gym is laid out is we have different rooms with different aspects for different athletes. So we have our, you know, basic cardio room that, um, that applies to a general public. And then we have a really serious weightlifting room for, you know, more serious weightlifters and we have a little bit of something for everyone. So that's how we like to cater to everyone while keeping it a pretty serious style gym. Um, and that's the culture that we like to promote here. We also offer boot camps and classes. So you could say we are almost like a boutique style gym while remaining big box as well. Got it. So, you know, you do have that membership option for people that want to come in, get in their own workout, go home. But you do have some classes as well, which is cool because not everybody thrives in kind of that big box atmosphere, especially like there's always going to be people who have no idea how to use the equipment. They would prefer to just show up and have somebody telling them what to do. 
Um, right. Do you guys also offer, like, is personal training something that is part of the business model at all? Yes, it is. And then we also offer nutritional planning and awesome. online workouts as well, too. Okay. So with the personal training side of things, you know, in this business model, um, it is one of the smartest things that we can do for our business because with personal training, we can charge more um, and um, we're giving our clients what they need to help them reach their goal. So if you had a look at your business right now, what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from that personal training department? Um, doesn't have to be exact numbers, just like yeah, a guesstimate. Yeah, no, definitely. No, great question. I would say probably about 20% of it is okay. coming from personal training. Yeah. So within this model, like that's pretty standard. 10 to 20% is like what we usually see. Um, do you think that within your business model, there is an area of opportunity for you guys to grow your personal training side of things and make it a bigger piece of the revenue coming into the, the facility? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So as we have more signups, you know, and more people just inquire about, you know, our basic gym membership, we also do throw that out there that, hey, when you sign up, you get a free 15 to 30 minute consultation with one of our personal trainers. And that's a program that we implemented about a month in. And we have seen some great um, growth from that. And we are growing. In fact, our demand is going to require us pretty soon to look for more personal trainers and try to hire more people on to fit that demand. So our business can definitely grow from that aspect. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think like there's always people that are looking to reach their reach health and fitness goals and a lot of people like they just know to google gym near me they don't know to specifically look into personal training because maybe in their mind it's unaffordable or it's not really what they want so if we can just hand it to them hey we offer this and then have our trainers sell them on how we can help them you know reach that result that they're looking for amazing for for our business do your trainers come on as employees? Are they contractors? Do they pay rent? Kind of what model do you guys follow? Yeah, so we actually have trainers that do all of the above. So Great. we have trainers that are independent contractors. We have trainers that, you know, just basically pay a base rent. And we have trainers that are, you know, going to be W-2 employees. Okay. So a little bit, a little bit of everything. How did you like, what made you decide to kind of have a bunch of different models going on rather than like everybody be employees or everybody be independent contractors? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get to pick it because I just took over this business and okay. with business came um, employees that were already set into their role. So if I got to pick um, right off the bat, I would have, you know, directed them all to being one thing. And that would have probably been independent contractors. But um, I, I kind of took over this business and everything that came with it. So it's kind of harder to negotiate, you know, employees and trainers to pick a different role if they've been, you know, getting paid the same way or paying their dues the same way for like five or six plus years. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get that. And I think that like, there's definitely a way like to get everybody on the same page. 
And I think like a lot of times when we, when we have everybody on the same page, for example, if we have all employees, like if we can have all employees, there is a chance that we we could like make our trainers more money. Um, If we were like really feeding them the leads and working with them. And so it's just a matter of, you know, playing with things. This is your new business. You don't want to offset anybody like right from the beginning and make any like crazy changes. And, And that's what, and people fear change. You know, like, yeah, of course. It, like, that's just the truth of things. So when I took over, you know, majority of it was excitement. But at the same time, you still had a lot of people who were very fearful because they're like, what's going to happen? Is this person going to run this gym into the dirt? Are they going to make the right changes? Um, and the trainers as well. Are they like, is he going to up our rent? Are they going to up our memberships? People just weren't certain. But I think over time, um, people saw the positive changes and that's only added on to more growth. So I say yeah. with taking over like um, a newer business, I feel like you shouldn't change things too rapidly to turn people off. So. Right. Yeah. No, you have to make changes like at a steady rate. I get that. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about the personal training side of things. Let's talk about the membership now. Now, do you guys have just one standard membership that includes like the open gym plus the classes, or do you have kind of different levels of memberships? Kind of give us a feel for what how you do things. Yeah, so we have a bronze, um, a bronze, silver, and gold like past membership. Okay. Um, the bronze is just basic access to the gym. Um, the silver is you know basic access to the gym, and then it also includes a buddy pass as well. And then our gold, that's access to all the classes, that's access to the gym. Um, You also get a buddy pass with that and you get access to our online website full of training videos and nutritional planning. Okay, so, you know, the the gold for me feels like it makes the most sense because it's all encompassing. Um, do Do you find that like most of your members fall into one of those or is it pretty like divided? It's mainly the gold just because we provide so much value on that membership that that's the one that just kind of makes sense for most people. So, yeah, I get that. Um, you know, our ultimately like our clients want to see results. So if we can give them a ton of value to help them reach those results, like it just makes sense for them to pay more for the gold and get like everything. Um, Definitely. So right now, as the gym currently stands, how many members do you guys have? We have about 1,200. Okay. Is that a spot, Brett, where you're feeling pretty comfortable, pretty confident? Or are you guys like looking to grow, looking to get more members and, and that kind of thing? I mean, it's definitely sustainable at where we're at. And I would say even a little bit extra, but um I definitely want to blow this thing up. So I'm definitely doing everything in my power to try to attract more members. I believe we could comfortably fit about, I want to say three to 5,000 members in this location. So I'm not going to stop until we achieve that. (laughs) No, I definitely think that that's very doable with this type of gym. Like people don't come every single day. So we can fit a pretty heavy membership uh, count. We'll still like, Right. Still allowing space for our members to get after their workout, use the equipment and, and everything. Um, so since you want to grow, let's talk about the growth process. What are you guys actively doing to get new clients in the front door? Yeah. So right now I'm, 
I'm heavily big into um, community and going to, you know, every community event in my area, going to the farmer's markets, having a booth there, um, going to different style markets, doing booths there, going to the city and town council meetings and just offering um, discounts to our governmented um, officials, school teachers. Um, I'm also heavy into reaching out to the schools in the surrounding areas and sponsoring sports teams. So that right there has been our probably biggest source of marketing. And then we are also big into signs and banners around the building that has brought a lot of people in. And then of course we have the social media side of things where I'm running, you know, 21 day challenges to try to get people into our boot camps, and then you know offering um, offering specials. Just I'm I really big into specials. Alex Hermosi really got me onto that kick. I would say. So I would say about every month I'm offering a different special, whether that's like a month for free or that's zero down in enrollment. And then we'll package that into a social media ad and then we'll shoot that out there. So I'm just trying pretty much everything and I'm trying to test all these different fields of marketing and seeing which one is working the best for us. And then I'm just going to keep and double down on that one. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy to hear that social media is something that is on your forefront because there are a lot of gym owners who are really not utilizing that to the effort that they should be. Um, right. Like 20 in 2022, that is the way to advertise our business. Um, all of these other things like going out into the community and things like that, they're good, but they cost time. And time is the only thing that you as a business owner, a person is never, ever, ever going to earn back. So if we nope. go if we go out into these communities, yes, it's going to generate some word of mouth, but we're not going to get any guaranteed interest from that. Um, you know, we we can't predict how many new clients going to the farmers market is going to bring in. But if we can run ads on social media, generally we can predict the amount of people that we're going to bring in if we're doing it right. Um, are you running ads on social media or are you guys posting organically kind of talk about what your presence looks like on those um, platforms? Yes. Real quick. Could I pause this real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. I will be right back. Okay. One second. So sorry about that. Thank you. No, no worries. You know how it is being a business owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, so, so question? yeah. So, you know, what does your presence look like on social media? Are you guys running the paid ads? Or are you posting organically to generate traffic? Like what kind of things are you guys trying? What has worked well for you? Yeah, so we're doing um, both, of course. So we're boosting our posts on Instagram. Um, we're doing some 
um, targeted ads on Facebook, trying to build lookalike audiences. And, you know, we'll probably spend right now we're spending, I want to say 50 bucks a day on ads. And we've had, we've found pretty good return, but we're just trying to build it up more right now and get more data being a fairly new business. So, yeah. So when you say that you're getting a fairly good return, what does that mean to you? Like how many new leads are you getting per day? Um, we're getting, we're getting a good amount of follows, but I would say we're probably getting, um, anywhere from one to five leads a day. Okay. So, and are those leads that are coming in, do you feel that they're qualified? Do you guys actually get them in the front door of the gym or is it kind of like ebb and flow? It's kind of ebb and flow. So of yeah. course we have some people just saying they accidentally clicked on it. And then some people are really keen to, you know, coming into the gym and checking it out. So what do you feel like you can do to improve and enhance that? part of your business the 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 ad side the marketing side I would say that might just take um a little bit of time a little bit of more data to pull and we're just constantly testing different style of ads so we found like the 21 day challenges um those have been working really well and I actually got that idea from a good friend who's um a good friend of Alex Hermosi so um, I got that from him and he was explaining to me the whole process behind the 21 day, you know, trial and it takes like 21 days to build a habit. And so I think that really, I think that ad's been our most successful. Yeah, I know. Anytime, like when we can kind of, I know we've talked about this, but like when we can sell a client on that result, like we run a 21 day challenge and we tell them like, Hey, you know, we're going to come in, we're going to help you lose a little bit of body fat. We're going to help you gain some muscle. If we can pull them in for that reason, they're going to come, they're going to stay. Cause people don't want to join, like they don't want to just join a gym. They want to like join the gym because they want to feel better about themselves or they want to lose weight or whatever it is. So, right. um, now I kind of want to ask you a question. I think that this will be interesting since you have only owned the business since July. What would you consider to be your biggest business-related bottleneck or challenge? And what do you feel like you're doing to work on overcoming that? I would say, um, this might sound cliche, but my mindset. So honestly, just right now being a new business owner, I think I need to invest, you know, heavy on my mindset and just learn more knowledge on more things. Um, because I feel like that ultimately holds you back at the end of the day. And that ultimately bottlenecks your business. Um, I would say in terms of like systems and business aspect, what's bottling, what's bottlenecking us is, um, we just don't have the appropriate um, departments and teams for those things. So like right now I'm the sales guy, I'm the marketing guy, I'm the cleaning guy as well, you know, and I do have some employees, but like, I'm also having to, you know, train up my employees on how to do these proper things. So I think with, you know, given time, um, we will have those proper systems in place. But for sure, it's the fact that I'm wearing multiple hats right now that is bottlenecking my business. If I had, you know, a guy devoted to sales, a person devoted to marketing, 
and then I'm kind of overseeing it as the owner operator, I feel like we would go further a lot faster. So that's something that I've been working on and just trying to train people the right way and develop those um, systems and departments in my business. Yeah, I think um, that's always going to be like from the get-go, that's always going to be the hardest part is just developing the systems that will work well for us. Um, but it is like an ongoing, ever evolving thing because what works really good now might not work once you have a full staff of people. So, you know, as a business owner, you just have to really be able to work on those things. Um, what kind of things are you going, like, what position do you foresee yourself playing in the business as things continue to grow? Yeah, definitely. So I feel like I will always be on the forefront of managing. So I really like building teams. I really like working with people and training people up for their positions. I feel like I have a good grasp. Um, I'm kind of like an all around person, you know, I'm not really um, a specialist in one field. I'm kind of more so a jack of all trades. So I find my role being a lot better as a trainer, but I can do it all, but I believe there are people who can do different positions a lot better. So I'd rather reserve myself just to oversee the entire operation. Yeah, and I think that's the right kind of mindset to have. It allows you to work on the growth of the business and less in the day-to-day of the business. That's where a lot of gym owners kind of make the mistake is that they're training 40 hours a week and they don't have any time to work on the business. And so the business always stays the same. It's never going to grow if you can't spend the time managing and developing the systems and everything. Um, So paint a picture for us, you know, Brett, what, what do you foresee the future looking like? If you have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for freedom fitness hd were to come true what would that picture look like for you yeah so six months into a year we're going to open up our other location on the other side of town um we've already been looking at buildings for that talking to certain people running the numbers and there are certain things that just seem right about it um after that after that goes well and we manage the system here Um, We're going to probably take the business out of state, probably to Arizona. It's because I really want to move to Arizona. And then from there, we're just going to keep building and keep expanding and, you know, working hard every day and just pushing the limit. So I think that's important. I don't believe in being complacent. I don't believe in, you know, settling. Um, What really fills me and what really motivates me is not the money per se, um, but just constantly you know, going, seeing how far I could take something. So I, I really am driven by that. So yeah, that's a really good mindset to have. Um, over here, we always say like grow or die. Um, yeah. And you have to have that like mindset where it's like, you always have to be learning. You always have to take opportunities to grow as a person, as a business owner. Right. Um, and, and I'm excited to see it happen for you. I feel like you're super young. You have like the whole like life of being a business owner ahead of you what do you feel like you need to focus on right now to make you know that second location in the town a reality and then you know eventually locations out of state uh, something that actually happens yeah so the plans are there um we already have a solid business plan we already have a solid you know map of our goals 
We have a really good team of driven individuals. Um, we know exactly what we need to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I think just focusing on that and just getting rid of the distractions. So I think the biggest thing that not a lot of people talk about is when you do become a business owner, there are certain things that will try to distract you in different situations. You know, you'll have certain friends being like, oh yeah, let's go party or whatever you have it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important that we focus right now on just eliminating those distractions and just focusing on, you know, working hard every day, day to day and just focusing on what we need to do. So moving forward, that's what I'm going to focus on and just constantly growing, constantly learning more for my mindset and for my business. Yeah. You got to be super duper laser focused oh, yeah. um, to make this happen. Yeah. Um, okay. Sweet. What advice would you give somebody who was maybe like, who just became a gym owner? Like what piece of advice would you want to share? That's a good one. I've never thought about that. Okay. Um, I, I would just say the advice that I would give them is the aspect that I would focus on is it comes down to grit. So you're definitely going to get punched in the face in this business. There's going to be some unforeseen things that come up. Um, things, you know, aren't probably going to go to plan, but if you have that grit and you have that persistence and that mindset of like, no, nothing's going to break me. Like I'm just moving forward. I know what my goals are. There's not a doubt in my mind that this isn't going to happen. Then I believe you will be great. You know, I believe you will succeed, but if you feel like you're doubtful or you feel like you're not like a mentally, um, capable person, I would recommend anyone who just started out their gym um, to really focus on that, to really focus on that mindset of things and just keep going, keep pushing. So I really recommend that. Mindset truly is everything when it comes to success. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that piece of advice. Where can our listeners go online if they're interested in following your journey? Yeah, definitely. So my Instagram for the gym is Freedom Fitness HD. And then the Instagram for my personal page is going to be Brett Allen LLC. Easy enough for us to find. Thank you for being here today, Brett, for sharing your insight. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Kieran of NorthFit Personal Training coming to you from Belfast, Northern Ireland. But Kieran, what's going on, man? How are we today? All good, Joe. Nice to meet you. Yeah, um, all good here in Belfast. I'm excited to, to dive into this. Any kind of time we can explore international differences in businesses, compared to how we operate, at least in a, a personal training kind of studio in the States, I think is a valuable conversation. And so this will be an interesting deep dive for the people who aren't familiar with, with you or with the NorthFit brand, Kieran. Tell us a little bit about this for some context here. When you describe what you do, what do you tell people? Um, uh, well, one, one, of the, one of the first things I would say is that it's not a gym. Um, uh, in the traditional sense of uh, again the states maybe maybe has you know, uh, similar um, you know facilities with regards to like those larger kind of corporation type you no know, commercial sure. commercial gyms sure. which Belfast Northern Ireland you know, Ireland have as well um, but I suppose I would be away at the kind of other end of that spectrum where it's a where it's a small private personal training studio um, and, and 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 the big draw for a lot of, a lot of the people that train here is that. The, the, that fact that it, that it isn't a gym um, and it's a lot more private, a lot more relaxed. Um, there's a lot yep. less people um, and it feels a bit more comfortable for people to come in and actually train. So. Sure. And, and that's not unlike how situations in the States are as well. Like you mentioned, we have personal training studios and the differentiator people value not being around hundreds of other people and having that one-on-one or, or one-on-few type interaction take us back a little bit i want to hear about the origin story here not necessarily the the day that you got into the location and opened the doors and started training but tell me about the day that the idea popped into your head hey i'm going to open up my own business what was going on for you and and what really sparked all of this yeah i suppose for me you know i had been sitting here today i have no in around kind of nine ish years of personal training under my belt um, with a lot of kind of you no know, sports coaching, no participation in sport prior to that as well. So um, I was, I suppose, I was probably about you know, six, seven years into the the, the profession of personal training um, as a career and as a and as a job. Um, and I always had a bit of an itch about, I suppose, even before that was you know, kind of working for myself, but I never quite knew what that would be. Um, and with regards to the industry and you know, many years into personal training was where I kind of started to see that being a possibility um, and, and, and felt like that was something that I could um, kind of develop into um, and, uh, and, and again you know, went through you know, multiple different stages of kind of you know, I'm ready to do it you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the place I'm going to start doing it all the way back to like, oh, I don't know about this. Seems like, <laughs> seems like a bit of a risk. Um, yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So and and again, that 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 kind of went back and forward over probably you know a year or two, maybe a bit longer. Um, but yeah, that that's that, it was always something that 
I kind of felt needed itched and and you no, know, I I I kind of got there in a roundabout way eventually, but um, I wouldn't imagine that's too dissimilar to. No, I think that's a, a common theme. In yeah. fact, for anybody that spent time in the the commercial personal training space, yeah. unfortunately, the way that it's designed is that at a certain point you hit a cap. Mm. Right? I can only work with so many people. I can only charge what they tell me that I can charge, mm. and there's there's a limiter in terms of your growth. And so a lot of people turn to opening up their own clubs, but I think I want to highlight one of the things that you said in that that's a big leap, right? Yeah. Going from only having to worry about training clients and, and nothing else to now I have to manage a studio. Now I have to pay taxes. I have to pay yeah. bills. I have to worry about all of these other linear kind of yeah. subjects. It, it's, it can be, nerve-wracking for a lot of people and so you've been doing it for a handful of, of years now tell me a little bit about let's let's explore both sides of this what's been your favorite part about being a trainer in your own space and what's been the most challenging part about being a trainer in your own space um, <laughs> um i think for me it's a bit of a mix there's not necessarily um no like a favorite and least favorite it's it's Know, some days things that feel you know, felt previously that were really enjoyable can feel you know, like a bit of a grind that day. Um, uh, but I, I think it's, uh, the, the, the most kind of favorite part of it for me is, is kind of meeting different people. That would be a, that would be a, a big winner for me and, and actually kind of getting to know that person a wee bit better and, and hearing a wee bit more around their kind of backstory and, and I suppose what's led them to here, you know, what, what sort of kind of challenges and hurdles they've came through and and then kind of projecting that out with them and 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 with regards to what it could look like if you know if, if this if this kind of felt like a space where they could enjoy their training um but then you know months down the line actually seeing some of that kind of come to come to fruition there where where, where they're starting to kind of hit some of those milestones and and and, and, and actually see some of the progress themselves and and right. through some of the changes in them as well not just physical changes but know how their personality is reflected and their confidence and things like that so sure um least favorites uh i suppose you're getting in behind the doors there and, and um at times it's it is the it is more like the the administrative side of it and right you know, and it's generating leads and you know bringing bringing kind of potential new members through that pipeline and um getting them onboarded but more at that kind of early stages were um it can be it can be quite tough at times to to kind of you know, bring those people through um, and find the right people i suppose because there's there's a lot out there yeah and coming from a background where we had hundreds of people coming to a gym regularly and we could kind of start up conversations that way to draw into training now we are responsible for the lead generation and for a, a brand and a business that's mostly unknown to the market, it can be a big deal for you, at least in, in the year or so that we've been in the space. What have you been doing from a marketing standpoint? How have we brought in the word yeah. to, to get people aware in the first place? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose where I'm located in, in North Belfast here, um, they're uh location wise it's quite central in the uh, on a on a on a busy road um there's 
there's large footfall, there's you know, schools, there's other small businesses, but it's quite a big residential area. Um, and a lot of the people that train here live locally. That, that's been one of the, the biggest drivers where you know, the building I'm in is situated with, with multiple other small businesses, um, as well as kind of centered around a coffee shop. You know, that alone has generated me um, new members. By them, it's coming in and you know, re as regular customers to a coffee shop, but actually realizing that there's a personal training studio in that same space. So sure. there's been a lot of like, um, uh, a lot of traction with just the location itself. Um, and that, that has, that, that's been kind of one of the main uh, kind of drivers behind myself and the fact that I, you know, I was very clear about where I wanted to be located. You know, I'm, from, I'm, I'm from the area as well, so I, I know the area quite well from that perspective, but I knew there was a gap there with regards to this particular industry and, and what was out there um, wasn't necessarily catering for that. Um, and, and like I say, 80% of people that train with me live within the local area. They, it's within, yeah. within walking distance. Yeah, and I think that's, that's common. In a, in a business like this, typically we don't see people traveling more than, no. at least in the state's general recommendation, seven to 10 miles. Yeah. As in this Delphi, business, go yeah. ahead. In Belfast, you can probably cut that down to three miles. No, yeah. Especially, yeah, it, even in, in bigger metropolitan areas. Yeah. For you, Kieran, as this business grows and, and we get more of like a solidified footing, as a business owner, do you think that you'll look to more aggressive lead generation tactics? I don't know if aggressive is the right word there, but yeah, putting, yeah. maybe putting some well, money into advertising yeah. in a number of different capacities. Well, alongside some of that more kind of um, natural traction of leads through the location, I have done you no know, bit, you know, bits and pieces of you no know, pet, you no know, paid adverts through social media. Um, you no, know, I have some like street signage that I put outside on the main road, and I, I move about every so often, and it kind of uh, generates you no know, um, leads through that. Um, I have used different kind of platforms, just generally through the, the social media pages as well, and um, and like I said, I've gen genuinely found the most kind of success with both the the location itself and people actually realizing what is on their doorstep um but also like internal referrals as well by members that's that's sure. a big one but, yeah um, i think that's that's more common than you think i unfortunately people get into our industry i don't think this is unfortunate people get into our industry because they love training not necessarily because they love being on facebook and, and running yeah, advertising yeah. and so i think it makes sense I don't, yeah. I don't know i hear quite often that that people don't have extraordinary results on these things um but I, I think it's it's not unlike if a client came to you and they had gone to a couple of different gyms or a couple yeah. of different trainers and never quite found the right experience it's not that the the system doesn't work it's just that we haven't figured out how to use it yeah. in the best way yet take us to the next step here kieran because i think in in personal training or semi-private training like this the sales process is an interesting one being a relatively higher priced yeah. commodity. When someone reaches out to you and they're interested in training, what happens? What is that process before they sign up as a, a paying client? 
it, it tends to happen in a couple of stages. One of them, you know, that, that initial stage of, of, of that, that person reaching out via, you know, that could be you know, directly from social media or you know, a phone call. Um, it kind of just starts with a conversation, whether that's over the phone or in person, um, to, to get a bit more background information, to get a bit more of a sense of where that person's at and, and what they're who's what they're hoping to get going forward with regards to the training, but also like what, why Northfit? Why, what, what has made them actually kind of get in touch with myself, you know, and, and, and what makes them feel like this could be the right place for them. But um, the, the, generally it's, it's a case of, you know, maybe some communication over the phone and then actually meeting them in person in the studio. Um, from there, it's a case of going through like a movement assessment to see you know, where that level of movement is, where their level of kind of strength and fitness is um, from my perspective, but also to give them a bit of an idea of you know, maybe you know, the types of movements, et cetera, that, that they would be kind of performing when they when they actually begin to train. Um, and that would be it. I, I suppose myself, I'm... Uh, uh, I, I go with the approach of trying to keep things as simple as possible. I don't, uh, it's not a long drawn out consultation process at the front end. No, um, if it's the right fit for a person, they'll know pretty quick. Um, but for me, it's important just to be able to sit down and actually kind of chat to them and figure out where they're at and, 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 and kind of draw out a wee bit more kind of background around what, why they've ended up in here. Sure. One thing that I like to ask in, in models like this is, what the the lead or the prospect is actually signing up for is this like packages I, I buy x amount of sessions is it a monthly thing how does that look for you generally it's a monthly membership um yeah. based on frequency so you know, how often that person wants to train per week then project it out over the month um but the i do offer some kind of offshoots of that with regards to like one-off type packages like of I've had people who now train with me long term, but have started with like a, you know, a pack of PT sessions that their partner bought them. You know, so it gives them a bit of a foothold in the in, in the door to, who's test the water for some people that is a that is a, uh, a bit less daunting where they can come in and, you know, complete maybe half a dozen or a dozen sessions before the maybe make the leap fully into something more long term. But um, generally, it's it's based around a core kind of you know membership option there. I think that makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure that you've had experience with packages at some point in your training career, but for a, a personal training or one-on-one -on -one or one-on-a-few type business, that can be really, really challenging in terms of measuring income, right? Yeah. When somebody buys a package and, oh, this is great, we have all this income, but then they don't buy again for another two or three months. Yeah. It, can, it can be a difficult process to plan anything i think the membership yeah. route makes a lot more sense and i think we'll see a lot more businesses transition that way yeah i think I, I suppose from my perspective no i'm i'm actually what date are we on today as of the third of november i'm about five days away from being in operation uh one year in this studio so um it is still quite young it's still quite fresh i'm still learning a lot with regards to being on the other side of the fence you no know, like you say that it isn't just you know, personal training, people in front of you, you're having to do a lot of the background stuff to make sure that there is you know, leads uh, coming in and they're being pushed through the pipeline and the actual training. But you know, the background kind of admin of it takes up you know, a lot of time and energy as well. But I was I was very lucky in the sense of, you know, I spent I actually spent the first kind of eight years, seven, eight years of my actual personal training in a private coaching facility. So I see. 
Um, I I trained in like multiple commercial gyms over the years, but uh, I never actually I never actually worked in a large kind of commercial gym. Um, and yeah. I, at the time, looking back, it wasn't necessarily intentional. But the further I get into my, my career, it was intentional to not work in that industry, that part of the I'm industry. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that that plays into how you operate now. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And I, knowing, knowing what you don't want to do is just yeah, as important pretty, as what pretty you do much, yeah. And, and it went full circle in the sense of you know, just starting as a part-time personal trainer. You know, I worked a full-time job all the way up to becoming a full-time trainer and actually leaving my full-time job um, to being a manager of that facility. So... I already had a bit of experience into that kind of more management in a you know, background side of things with regards sure. to the operating of, of, of a business. So I felt like the timing, you know, the timing was right. And, and those years that I spent you know, working both sides where I was still doing a lot of coaching, um, but I was, I was learning and getting to know uh, a lot more of the, the, the behind the scenes stuff to keep the doors open, essentially. That's important. Uh, <laughs> it me well. When we have bills, that are due, it's, it's important that there's money coming in. Now, Kieran, as you kind of forecast this into the future, yep. you mentioned we're, we're approaching one year in the studio. I'm sure you have big plans or, or at least thoughts of where you want this to go. Where do you see this trending as, as you move forward as a business? What's kind of the, the big picture? Um, I suppose the, the, the the pick, well, big picture for me has always been, um, even from even before I was in this space, was to offer a a purely personal training um, uh, studio. I don't even know if studio is the right way to describe it, but basically a purely personal training service. Um, uh, and and what I, mean, I suppose what I mean by that is a sense of like, again. You know, in the US, it could be slightly different. I'm not sure, but um, a lot of the a lot of the facilities here are, are generally run on a similar model. Unless you sit in that like commercial kind of gym setting where it's you know open gym, you can go and do classes and kind of come as you go as you please. Um, a lot of the more like private, you know, personal training facilities here are essentially all run on a small group personal training model, which um, is a bit of a blurry line with regards to you know small group. In its in its true sense, is you know maybe groups of four to six people. Um, a lot of the models here aren't kind of operating on that that same kind of scale. They're they're they're, they're more classes with uh, no modern twist of, of personal training threaded through that. You know, I want to keep this small with regards to the intimacy of the coaching and the, the experience for the members. But um, the, the 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 plan going forward, and and, and as we speak, I'm currently looking at a slightly bigger space. Okay. Um, but in, in a similar location, um, it's, it's going to still cater for the existing members that train here um, and, and grow a wee bit more into the location where I am in this, in this particular part of North Belfast. Yeah. Do you think that will take the, take the evolution of bringing on other trainers underneath you at any point? Yeah, well, even even on that topic, I, I've uh, I'm currently you know, searching for that. Um, I've, yeah. I've recently you know, put out some adverts to kind of draw in a wee bit of um, interest to kind of test the water to see what what is out there, if and and, and see if there is you know potentially someone there or or, or you know, someone that could at least come in in some sort of part time role. Um, the the kind of um, 
I suppose to push the business into that next kind of stage of growth um, with regards to you know, expanding and being able to you know, offer maybe slightly more services and, and, and take on some new members as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's an exciting conversation because now that, yeah. that it is your business, you can you can answer it and you can do whatever yeah. you like with it at the end of the day. So it'll be interesting to see how that takes shape in the future. Kieran, we're running a bit shy on time here, but before we sign out, why don't you tell people where they could learn more about NorthFit? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? So social media would be the best place. You know, a lot of the a lot of the content that I kind of tend to put up on social media is done through Instagram, um, which also posts out through you know the likes of Facebook. Um, but yeah, the social media there is a website there. You no, know, but a lot of the content and, and a lot a lot of the I suppose the insight for people who maybe aren't sure of what it is and what it offers would be via you know, the likes of the Instagram page. Sure. So connect with Kieran on Instagram, Facebook, the website, all of those platforms. Kieran, this has been fun. I, I really appreciate your willingness to share in this conversation and add to the, the greater collective of information. Like I said, I'm excited to see how this takes takes shape for you moving into the Me future. Too. It sounds yeah. like you're you're yeah. still plenty excited about growing this business. So yeah, we'll have yeah, to stay in touch. That's it. Yeah, definitely excited. And yeah, appreciate you taking the time. It's been uh it's been a pleasure, actually. It's been very enjoyable. So um, thank you. Yeah, very good. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.